Today on The Uncommon Truth, we're looking at what Jesus says it takes to be a Christian. And we're asking, are there conditions to Christianity? Stay with us. You are listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max. I'm here with Steve and Vicky Orsillo. And it's, it's good to see you guys. I've been gone for a little while. I was back in Colorado. Colorado, Rocky Mountain High, yep. huh? I actually taught my daughters that song. Did you? So Jovi Nero know, know that. Now, who sang that one? That was um, that was, um, Clint Eastwood. That was Clint Eastwood. No. <laughs> and then Back you checker. searched for America. You was, were going for an America. That was uh, John Denver. John and then, Denver himself. And we, yeah, we were searching for America with Simon Garfunkel. Simon Garfunkel. So, yeah, we, we did that. that. It was nice Search to, America? No. you know, in the past week, I actually felt a sensation that I haven't felt here for a long time, which was cold. Yeah. I was, I was cold. It actually gets cooler there at night. In so, Colorado? Yeah, it got yeah, down yeah. about 55 in the, in the summer and about 90 in the day. Kind of nice, huh? It was nice, yeah. yeah. We're gonna, you know, on, we're the cool today. on the men's retreat, we got real cold. No, men's oh, you, you guys were men's up in. Retweet. <laughs> men's retreat. Like we got cold. They I, were got, down to 40. I got cold both nights. We really? got down to 40, and I got cold. He was fr- freezing his cheeks. I had all these big blankets on me, and I was so snug. And then a cold came up from the bottom underneath. I couldn't believe it. I was on a truck on an airbed, and I still, my rear end his got His derriere. Wow. It was crazy. Cold freezing as ice. cold. Real cold. Cold as too. ice. You know cold as ice. I know it. Yeah. Willing to willing pay the price? Sacrifice willing to sacrifice my love. my love. Who is that? Toto. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's not Toto. Who well, is it? Luke? That really wasn't on t- key what we just did either. No, either one of you. We're going to have to, he'll, he'll look that up. Because she's cold as ice. And we'll, His rear end was to- cold as ice. Mine was. Yeah. Anyway, go that, on. That happened to us the first time when the night before we made it to Oroville, we camped from Canada. We stopped at different places. We drove as long as the kids could. Allow could keep it together in the car and then we'd find a campground and the last one was at lake tahoe no no yeah the last one was lake tahoe and in the middle of august and i thought oh it's oh, fine it's, it's so nice it was like mid 90s during the day actually probably mid 80s, 80s but it's in the it's at, at altitude so it feels a little bit warmer and then uh, they're like so you got anything besides those little sleeping bags tonight oh, no, we're fine mm-hmm. Summer. And I looked at it was going to be 29 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> and so we had to crawl. I had to crawl through our little trailer towed behind our little Subaru and get all the way. Of course, our our comforter was in the bottom box in the farthest away from the. Why is that? Unpack the whole thing, right? So yeah. we unpacked the whole thing at our campground and Still covered all of us. I had to fill up Nalgene water bottles with boiling water and wrap them in T-shirts to keep the kids warm. <laughs> Wow, you're like, you were like a pioneer. Man. You're almost yeah. like Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah. There we go. Yeah. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> wow, you are on some. You're pulling him out of there. He was a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, you can't just spoken word it. You have to actually sing it. How <laughs> no, about dead no. skunk in the middle of the road? Stinking high heaven. You don't know that one? I don't know that one. Oh, boy. Come on. He likes uh, Can't You See? Can't You See? What's that one? What that woman's been doing to me. Oh, I know. Marshall yeah. Tucker Band. That's yeah. one can't of my favorites. see? That was on that was on the oh, playlist, I think, too. We, so Band. I was in Denver for my what mom's wedding, and I got to make the playlist. Congratulations, think, Mrs. Uh, Max. Yeah, Miss yeah. Max. Pam, so she was Pam Ehrman, and yeah. now she's Pam Redinger. So 
Congratulations, Congratulations Mom. Mrs. Redinger and Mr. Redinger. Does she listen Tammy to our George? podcast? I, I think she has. <laughs> now she will because we shout it out. You have shout to tell her. Well, I'll tell her we, yeah. should, we talked about her. Yeah. Yep, and we did some dancing. It was fun. So it was good That's in awesome. Lafayette, Colorado. That's amazing. So, um, and also sports is back. Have you guys been paying attention is, to is sports? Is there any crowd there? Not there's no crowds. That's awesome. So uh, there's cardboard cutouts, which no. I've, I also, yeah, they, so you can pay a certain amount of money. You can get your, take your own picture and send no. it to them and they'll make a cardboard cutout. I kid you not. We have, we, Elvis has left the building. We are in the twilight zone. <laughs> okay, cold as ice Don't is by Don't touch foreigner. the knob on your TV. Foreigner, you thank you. you nothing's wrong with your TV. You are in the, the twilight, twilight zone. zone. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. And so sometimes guys hit home runs in baseball games and they'll just destroy one of these cardboard <laughs> cutouts. And uh, If they hit you, you should get another a preseason ticket for the next year. You'd like this, so a Chicago guy, not a Cubs, not a Cubs guy. I, but I wouldn't like him. No, but this is pretty funny. Okay. He's a White Sox guy. He bought a hundred, he bought a whole section of the exact same picture of himself and the the team made a cardboard cutout of him just in one section yelling at the team or something. Get out of so he's got money to burn. I guess so. He's got his stimulus check has gone for a cutout. Yeah. Of himself. Cut out of himself. Is it still Comiskey Park? Yeah, They're pretty, not Comiskey Park I think it's anymore. not. No, no idea. No, that was years ago. Yeah, I don't so know. Yeah, that's happening. If you're a Cub fan, you could not be a White Sox fan. And then it's really hard. So I listen to I listen to sports. I kind of – you can't – I don't have a ton of time just to sit and watch the game, right? So I, I listen to it. And when you're listening to it, you're listening for what the crowd, <laughs> the crowd reaction. The crowd does nothing. And it's like it swing can't? and a drive. And you're like – Cricket, cricket. What's happening? Is this a fly ball? <laughs> is it a foul ball? Is it a home run? What's going they on? They should have a can music. Color, play can. by play color commentators aren't what they used to be. <laughs> well, last night, so you guys are you're a Giants fan, right? If you're choosing a baseball team, I was, be the Giants. Yes, yes. Colorado Rockies played the Giants last night. Who won? And Colorado won. Of course they did. There was a there was a shot by I think it was um, uh, Mike Yastrzemski, and he hit a, a ball. It bounced off the top of the wall. And it went straight up, and the announcer for the Giants says, and it's a long fly ball deep, and it's – and just nothing for about <laughs> 10 seconds. Well, we don't know what it is because they're, the, they're not in the ballpark. <laughs> they're watching TV and, and no doing idea. a radio the announcers broadcast. aren't in the ballpark. Not for the away team, only for the home team. Oh, because they got to socially yeah. – You know, they got all this acreage. They could probably be somewhere in the stadium. Holy moly, that so, is ridiculous. Oh and they're gosh. like, we, don't, uh, know what it we is. don't know what it is. And they're waiting for somebody to get them a camera angle of the umpire twirling his finger. And they finally did. And it's about 10 seconds later, he goes, gone! <laughs> It's hilarious. Where have yeah. we landed? And then, yeah. and then they, they ended watch. up overturning it anyway, so it wasn't actually a home because run. Because it hit somebody. It hit the, it it hit hit the, the top of the wall and bounced section. back in. <laughs> it hit a person it, and bounced back in. Cardboard. A cardboard person. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that? You ever, do you oh. ever wonder if, if you like sitting up preaching, you're like, wow, church seems really full today. We might just, for your birthday, put a bunch of cardboard Ooh, cutouts. Max, we got a lot of people. We've done that. He doesn't know that. We've done cardboard. You know, when the cutouts. lights are yeah, in my eyes, I wouldn't know the, the difference. Oh yeah, he and as still as my church is, everybody there was sits so perfectly Ramon still. And they I were all know. a bunch of dumb cardboard cutouts. Bunch of statues out there. <laughs> and you just walk around heckling him from different areas. Oh, yeah. of the... No, no, I'm at home. I don't okay. exactly know what's going on. She sends yeah. her cardboard cutout with a speaker, with <laughs> yeah. a microphone. Oh yeah. What do you call it? A broad That's speaker. Right. Yeah, a little, That's little Bluetooth right. speaker. And she she heckles me from home. Has a soundboard. That's right. In my robe. What would your soundboard if you? 
had like five different sounds that you could heckle remotely, what would they be? Your zippers down. Okay. Would be a good one. <laughs> that one's happened before. <laughs> Don't fall off the stage would be another good one. That's happened Because he puts his Just feet. Just about fell off the other yeah, day. Yeah, I saw that. He puts his he toes. He wears these, and he wears cowboy boots sometimes. And he, and he puts his foot in the middle of the top stay, uh, stair. And it's like one time he just flies down the three stairs almost into the first row, didn't you? Yep, went all the way down. Yeah, so was... I'd say watch out for the stair. Okay. Yeah, if you preach for any amount of time, you're going to have stories for your families to tell <laughs> to embarrass yeah. you. Anyway, yeah. and then I would say, that's right, and oh, boy. Oh, that's boy. right. Oh, boy. Two boy. different oh, boys. Oh, boy. Right? Oh, boy. The short one and the, uh, the oh, long Oh, boy. That's yeah, right. I have all like 17 different oh, boys for okay. every occasion for him. Great. I'm real well. I'm and well. he knows what each of them mean, right? Well, he doesn't listen to me. Oh, no. Okay. I, could, I don't even hear it. <laughs> He's actually asleep <laughs> you say? right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. We love you. We love it. Well, it's you good look nice to today, though. As opposed to yesterday? No, really nice today. Because when I look yeah. as big. Only yes. you can turn that compliment into something to put down. <laughs> I don't it's know remarkable how. how they do that, huh? <laughs> how she well, does it's that. like you don't ever say to a woman, wow, you look really good today. That's what I get all the time. And I'm like, well, do I like like you what know, if like I didn't see you yesterday? Vomit yesterday? I mean, yeah. Well, no, it's like it's not. You don't like say said, that. You look really good today. You said that. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. I took a shower. So uh, today, you clean, up, you clean up nice. Today, I wanted one? to uh, I wanted to ask you guys a, a little a bit of a question about about. The, I oh, guess can it's I just a, say one more thing? Yes, go so ahead. So I was, I was sending all my friends an invite to the podcast and saying, you really need to listen to episode 60. It's a question and answer, and Steve actually laughs through it. So that would be really rare. So you probably yep. should listen to that all the way through the Steve question laughed, and answer. So they, actually, laughing, I think yeah. that will probably be our, our highest rated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you have more questions for Steve and Vicky, you want to hear him, hear him answer some fun ones or some yeah. deep ones or things that be you've fun. never heard. We're going to do that probably once in a while, so yeah. just send them to me. My email's in the We're the very link flawed underneath individuals. The, <laughs> underneath the show, just send it to me, and we'll get them out there. The great thing was when we send it to uh, a lot of our team members, and we asked, what questions would you like to hear Steve and Vicky answer? And they came up with a lot of the topics that we've already covered. It's so. obviously the Father's House team does not listen to that. Well, they do sure. now because you they came d- down on them. Because you're bit. hardly saved if you haven't listened to the podcast. Right. Right, honey? Exactly. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll have to find that in the Bible here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. So, Let's find podcast in the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> Be the New World Translation. Oh, boy. The so, Reader's Digest version. I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever met somebody, ran into somebody, and you're, you say like oh well actually like I, I believe in jesus and they're like oh me too awesome and you high five or, or do the elbows yep. nowadays <laughs> and you're all excited to meet them and then you find out through the course of conversation that actually your idea of being a christian and their idea of being a christian is really different i know like i've been on both sides of that one where where i run into somebody and i'm like oh you you're a missionary overseas and you've given up everything to bring the gospel to some country I've never heard of and then I kind of feel like oh I I'm also a Christian you're a, you're right? a missionary to Oregon <laughs> well th- this is right. how I used to feel right. like oh okay I'm also a Christian yay <laughs> um, but then there's also other sides of it too where you're like yeah I mean I'm I I love Jesus I just I'm I want to do what he says and people are like yeah me too Ish. and they've got a whole different idea so yeah. I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of that because I've I've been seeing a lot of that 
out there on social media, run into people, and it, it just seems like we should all kind of get on the same page with what it means to be should a Christian. Should we just and, read Jesus and do it? And w- maybe are there conditions that we need to know about, like before we just go off and call ourselves Christians? So uh, I, I want to know, first of all, in the course of this this episode, what what it takes to be a disciple of Jesus and uh, what it means, what that word Christian means if we've lost that meaning. So what do you see? What did the term Christian mean when it first started being used? Well, they started calling them Christians because they did the things the legend of Jesus showed. They heard Jesus did these things, saw these guys doing this. So they were little Jesus's little Christians. Hmm. If he was the Christ, then they were little Christs and they were little Christians. They were versions of Jesus. So they were somewhat imitation. And so that's how they started using the word Christian. Today in the 21st century, that doesn't mean that at all. And it's, it's, it's everyone chooses what they are, you know. And um, it isn't others designating you look like Jesus or your behavior is so Christian. Uh, it's people declaring it and deciding on their own that they're Christians. And so they come up with some bizarre stuff. But, if, but again, and we really are almost a one-trick pony. We just, you know, what a Christian is, is someone who hears the words of Jesus and acts upon them. That's it. Mm. And there is no other version, and nobody's going to decide if I'm a Christian except Jesus. It's at the altar of his, whatever you call it, judgment seat, where he gathers the nations together, separates them as sheep and goats. It's at his gathering, his wedding feast, or whatever, where he determines, is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Did you do what I commanded you? And enter in, my good and faithful servant. Hmm. Enter into my rest. And that really determines Christian. What would be better to say for Vicki and I or for our church is that we live Christian values. Our attempt is to, our world's life, our life in this world is to get to heaven and to bring others, help others get to heaven. Hmm. That's the purpose and the will of God for our lives. So therefore, every human on earth, the will of God is that all should be saved and come to repentance. The very word repentance is the first answer to your question. Did their life turn around? Hmm. Are they still doing everything they used to do but claiming a different belief? Then they're probably not connected to the vine. And they're just using the term. And what I do with those people, all I can really do is make sure that I'm living in front of them an example that at least contrasts the way they're living. Okay. Um, I sit with people all the time, people who are in ministry, people who are in mission fields, and people just walking them down the street. I want to make sure that my life is a contrast to anything that they didn't repent from. You didn't do, if you didn't turn, if your life didn't change, if you weren't going this way and now you're going that way, um, you probably haven't met Jesus. Hmm. There's, a, there's a transformation. There's, a, there's an unloading of sin. And, then there's a, and it's not just an event that happens at an altar. Maybe they went forward at an altar call. Maybe they got blasted. The Holy Spirit really came to them because he did not reject them. He loved them. But then they did not respond to that love by, by walking with him, walking it out, and okay. letting their life be changed. So for me, the guy told me, Jesus is going to change your life. And I said, okay, will you let him? Yeah, I'll let him. Well, it became a, a daily thing. I'll let you change me. Hmm. I'm willing to, whatever you turn, and when he took pot out of my mouth and he took cigarettes away and stopped me from drinking and cussing and all that stuff, it really was, I'm perfectly willing if you want to change me. And he changed me. So it was real clear to everyone that knew me, something's changed. 
I used to be this way. Now I'm completely different. Mm -hmm. And legend spread. Steve's a Jesus freak is what yeah. they said, you know, because that was the word for that time. And uh, I think those are the evidences way more than what a person says. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord, brother. Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah, Jesus, mm -hmm. my got my back. You know, I'm walking with Jesus. Those are words that mean literally nothing. And so I would say that I live by a Christian value, and I would leave it up to you to say if I'm a Christian. I think that's the way it went in the Bible. The others, the, mostly the non-Christians, called them little Christs. Hmm. The, the people that were secret, like coming to seek but hadn't received yet. Those guys are just like the legend. Hey, come and see. Remember you heard about the Christ? There's these guys here that, are, that seem to be just like him. And they say they're his disciples. So they're little Christs, little imitations of him. And his love, his, his, his honoring the Father, his, his choosing of people that were not dignitaries or rich, but instead lowly like fishermen and even hated like tax collectors. And he chose those kind of people to walk with. And so if I want to be like him, you know, i got to take what comes. I say, the least of these, my brethren. And I've got to make sure that when I say to him, Jesus, my Lord, he doesn't say, you call me Lord, but I don't even know you. Mm -hmm. You call me Lord, but you have not, why have you not done what I said? And what he said was, love as we've been loved. And, he, and there's an expectation of holiness and purity, but really there's an expectation of turning. Hmm. That you quit doing what you used to do and you start doing different. You start spending yeah. your life having a character that others are safe with, mm -hmm. loving others. And I think that, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, yeah, I think th so. That's what I think I, I is an answer. And, and I think no one determines, you know, whether or not you're saved or, or you know, I think you, you made some a comment about, you know, other people will decide if you're a Christian. But the truth is we can't really determine people's salvation. salvation. Yeah, the so, final determination is forbidden. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's um, um, it's a day by day. I think it's it's not a one and done. It's not one size fits all. It's really reading these words and act up, acting upon them. And it's so easy and so specific what Jesus says is you, if you read them in context, again, you know, not taking things out of context, but it, it's pretty, it pretty is um, clear. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes Christianity is clear as mud for some people because you just, you're mixing the old covenant with the new covenant. And when you start reading just Jesus, if you just stayed Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John your whole life, I think you would live a life that is pointing at the target of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a day by day by day, you know, and um, that's what we, you know, we came through the 70s, 80s, and everybody, you know, I think we've talked about this, everybody thought this. Everybody was giving their life away, and you know, in the churches, and and it seems like the world has infiltrated the church, and the church has not infiltrated the world. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what does that term Christian mean now, and how did we get it so mixed up from what it was? I'm not sure what Christian. I think it's a club. I think it's. I think it is, it's a form of belief. It's just, yeah, a, just yeah. a statement of acceptance of facts. Yeah, okay. I think, and you know, it is. And like Steve said, there's, you know, I think when he was talking, I was considering the parable of the um, the seed, and you, you know, and there's different seed that you know you hear the word and you know you. you you act upon it or you hear the word and you you know you grow up for a second and then you get burned by the sun and the cares of the world and you i think and die. i think all those people still would consider themselves christians hmm. but their life and the fruit of their life doesn't always show that it looks a lot different one to the other mm -hmm. yeah i was actually reading in thessalonians um, i think it's second thessalonians about when people die and how you should respond when people die if they're a believer and stuff you know and and i think acting out 
peace and hope and and you know um, just love to people giving your life away as much as you can it's not it's not a perfect science and we don't always do well and we get angry or frustrated but um, reading his words and acting on him is what a Christian should be today in my opinion mm-hmm. so when you read those words do you find do you find any con- um, conditions in there because I I one of the biggest things when I meet people who who say you know I'm a Christian and their life doesn't look any different from when they weren't a Christian or or from non-Christians the biggest thing I see is that they don't they don't see that there's any conditions to me being a Christian oh I'm a Christian because I say I'm a Christian so what what do the words of Jesus have are there any conditions in there beyond your imagination if you that's why people don't want to read it it's full of conditions it says he says if you do this so many times and no one likes the if Mm. if is a condition yeah if you do this he says it constantly and all of his parables especially there in matthew 25 those parables are amazing they're all the 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 reward came because of them doing what they're supposed to do Mm -hmm. having oil in their lamp working their master's vineyard you know investing talents and making more and returning them to the master all of them had a reward uh punishment element and then we get to the sheeps and goats where I was hungry and you fed me, and no one likes that. And back in chapter 7 of Matthew, when he says, if you forgive, Hmm. you shall be forgiven, but if you do not forgive, you shall not be forgiven. And the judgment, if you judge, you'll be judged. And Hmm. what judgment is, is making the final determination. There's two kinds of judgment. One is what you're doing is wrong. And that one, Paul says, we're responsible to do or the blood of that person's on our head. We're supposed to say that things are wrong. Um, there's a little confusion on that, but the word judgment in if you judge, you'll be judged. Uh, Jesus says that you're not allowed to make the final determination. So I'm not allowed to tell mm-hmm. you you're going to heaven or hell. I can't say anyone's going to hell and I can't say anyone's going to heaven. That's we good. will we will all go there. He says, if you would be my disciple, anybody that would be my disciple must first deny themselves, pick up the cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. That's a condition. Yeah. Uh, every single parable, I mean, I just, you asked that question, you let me up, I could go to the end of time, telling you more and more things Jesus said that are conditions. And so I know that all these parables about when the master comes, when the wet, when he, you know, know not the hour or the day, but when the master comes and when the storm comes, will you stand or fall? All of them are based on if you build on the rock, which acting upon my words, mm-hmm. that's in uh, the storm was, will come. It was funny you brought up Matthew seven because I had thought of Matthew seven as well. Uh, that that part yeah. where he says um, you build your house on the rock, and yeah. the rock is what his the words the words the words he said and yeah. acting on them. Right, literally the rock is what it's like. It's, the rock is nothing in this story. It's the any man who hears these words of mine and acts upon them is like a man who built a house on a rock. Mm. So any, I'm a home builder. Yeah. And firm foundation is what you start with, and the whole house is based on that. And what he was saying is, if you build on the rock, which is obedience to my sayings, acting upon it, doing what I'm saying, your belief looks like this, your discipleship looks like that, your faith looks like this, then you're mm-hmm. built on the rock, which is action on his words if you don't you're on sand there will be a storm so there will be a judgment day there Mm. will be trouble there will be persecution 
It doesn't say if the storm comes. No, it says, it says when, when the right? storm comes. So if you're on the sand, great is the fall of that house. But again, you're back to a condition. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you would be my disciple, you must deny First. yourself. Mm-hmm. We live in the most selfish me generation time I've ever heard of in my life. Total disregard for others. The toilet paper thing was such a clear sign of how selfish we are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just a, so it's a nice small thing like toilet paper. Um, but it's utter selfishness in this, in this time. And Jesus said, if you would be my disciple, you must. First. First, deny yourself. Be unselfish. Pick up your cross. Suffer for my name mm-hmm. and follow me to the end of your life. Like he carried the cross to the end of his life. That's good. We must carry the cross to the end of our life. He who overcomes to the end. That's a condition. He who perseveres to the end. I will give my white stone of redemption. He who overcomes to the end. I will write his name in my book. He who perseveres to the end. Mm. I will give him the white robe of righteousness and write my name on his thigh. I mean, it's like, wow. Conditions. The whole thing is conditioned. And when Paul said on the last days of his life, the last week of his life, he said, well, I've done all this stuff and I consider it all to be nothing, but I've done it so that I might attain to the resurrection for I have not attained to the resurrection, but I have hope in his glory that I will. He knew there was a decision point coming after his death where all that he did in those conditions, all that service of Jesus Christ, all of it, would show his faith in grace. Mm -hmm. And we're all saved by grace. There's no doubt about it. Grace is nothing we deserve. I could give every ounce of my being and could not deserve salvation. Right. I could not deserve it no matter how many people I feed, no matter what I do. So I cannot work my way to heaven. But I can show my faith. I can let my faith demonstrate itself by in doing those things. Mm-hmm. And if my faith demonstrates itself, I will, it's, we are saved by grace and that through faith and faith without works is dead and faith is justified by her works and we are saved to do good works. We are receiving salvation for the purpose of doing good works. Mm-hmm. And so all of that is our goal, our purpose, our mission in life to be saved and our, our mission. I, I said, our person is, to, our purpose is to be saved. Our, our mission is to make sure others are saved to try as hard as we can to get others to come along with us to the judgment seat of Christ and hear those words, enter in my good and faithful servant, mm-hmm. enter into the rest that has been prepared for you. I mean, it's such an awesome thing. I mean, listen to me. If you're listening to this podcast to hear those words, enter into the rest that is prepared for you. There is no job. There is no task. There's no calling that, that would prevent me from doing this i mean i want i want this reward i don't earn this reward i show faith my faith is a re- the results of the works that i do are a result of my faith in that grace that he's going to show me hmm. i i sacrifice i go i give i work i do all out of appreciation for the grace that he has bestowed upon me already and the hope of glory that he's promising me at that resurrection time. And it's amazing. There's this question all the time of, you know, uh, working for Jesus, giving your life away. And I just got to tell you, Vicki and I, we believe that we pay him to work for him. Hmm. We don't, we, we want to pay him everything we have 
because of the privilege of working for him. Now that's faith. And that faith is, it, it, it establishes us rooted in grace. And that grace will, will prevail and we will be offered that rest that he prepared for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We have faith in that. And, it's, and we don't work to get it. We work because, because of our of hope of it. Because of the hope of glory that lives inside of us. Because of the Holy Spirit that surrounds us. I hope this all makes sense. And I hope it's touching you as you're listening to this today. Mm-hmm. God is speaking to you. Calling you out of your selfish lifestyle. Calling you out of your carnal existence in this world system that's terrified of COVID. And the economy's up and the economy's down. And who? what really matters is are you going to receive the glory of God? And is are, are your neighbors going to know that it exists because they watched your life? life are you going to sacrifice all deny yourself pick up your cross and follow him everything's a condition in the new testament but i kind of went on so um you want to add it was so passionate no i think that probably would make the most frustration in it for people who to hear that that christianity is conditional Mm-hmm. because we hear unconditional love and he does have unconditional love however as there's so, like steve said there that's probably the biggest revelation i've had in the last 21 years is that when you read it and he, all the ifs and the buts and the howevers as you read jesus it's uh it's very sobering mm-hmm. and you know yeah. this is and this is how my father heavenly father will treat you if you tr- do this this is how my heavenly father will treat you so um, it is conditional, and all the way through, and I think that's the, probably the biggest revelation I've had in the last 20, 20 years, 21 years, is that it is conditional, and it, it, it does depend upon my actions. It does depend upon my faith. It does depend upon my determination. You know, uh, again, we don't work. You know, we don't work our way to heaven because we would be burnt out. Yeah. And it's because of the great love of Jesus Christ is that we want to give it back to him because we owe everything to him and we get the privilege of working for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think I think probably that's the biggest thing is that it's so conditional. Yeah. And that's such a, um, that flies right into the head of, of a lot of um, 21st century Christianity through the um, yeah. civilized world, you know, the Western world is that they don't believe that. They believe that you go to church, you say a few prayers, you say you're Christian, you know, you you put put a cross on your wall. You celebrate Jesus at Christmas time, and that's it. And mm-hmm. I just don't think that's it. I, if Paul said at the end of his life, after he, I mean, he li- he lists a litany of things that he did. You know, yeah, crazy things. Yeah, crazy things that we haven't even touched the surface of in, in our life. And then at the end, he says that that I might obtain that I might obtain eternal life. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even sure he's going to obtain obtain eternal life. So if he is saying that that he might obtain it i think that it's very important for every one of us to daily check our heart check our motives yeah well steve you're talking about purpose like there's this purpose of of making sure that we enter into that rest but also making sure anybody that is around us will enter into that rest and i think about the the christianity that says i'm a christian because i because I say I'm a Christian, right. because I believe I'm a Christian, that doesn't seem like it's going to work very well to bring other people in. It, I mean, it might work well enough to bring people into that just salvation. ascent of yeah. ascent to Moment belief or, or whatever. Carnal, lukewarm Christian, right? Or the, the, prayer. the saying I'm yeah. saying I'm a Christian and yeah. agreeing to a set of facts, but if that 
that's a pretty big gamble, right? If the, if it's not, if there actually are conditions, then me just saying I'm a Christian isn't going to do anything for my family, my neighbors, uh, the people I meet on the street. It may not do anything for you. Right. Yeah, it might. It, that's number one. You know, salvation. Mm-hmm. It may. That's as I read the words of Jesus. It, it, you know, that's what's so eye-opening is that it just may not do anything for us. Yeah, the sta- it seems like the stakes are really high. high. Right? I don't want to gamble stakes with that. Stakes are really high. Stakes are high. Jesus said, freely it has been given to you. Freely give. So freely go and give it away. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, that's the commission. I mean, go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is the commission of Christ. That's Make actions. disciples of every nation. Everything about receiving Jesus gives you a commission. If you're a tent maker, make tents for the purpose of glorifying Jesus building the kingdom and leading, making a place where people can become disciples of Jesus Christ. They can become that description of Christian. Mm-hmm. Not a Christian, but become Christian. Yeah. Uh, Christ-like, in his likeness, in his image. And find out, you know, uh, what the Holy Spirit, born again, born of the Spirit, looks like. And once you've received it, now go give it away. Mm-hmm. Go live it and preach it in every sense of the word with your time, your energy, your money, your and even when necessary, your words. And, and it is necessary, but, but words should back up a lifestyle lived in front of people. And, I mean, generosity and kindness, you know, it's, it's freely you've been given generosity and kindness. Go give it away. That's probably the biggest, the biggest uh, rub in, in Christianity today I see. Now you know we're making generalizations again, but it's like it's like I say I'm a Christian, yet I my actions don't back that up, mm-hmm. and I believe that's where the fault of the, um, of the Christian churches is that that it's called hypocrisy. Yeah, and there and people think people people out there know what a Christian should be. Non Christians know what a Christian should be. That's they, right. They, yeah, they, they, they would give you the definition that they don't smoke, they don't drink, they don't they don't sleep with their boyfriend before marriage, um, they go to church all the time. And if that's the perception, why don't we be all things, all people, and just mm. do it? Yeah. I think um, talking about being in Colorado, my dad grew up Catholic. My whole family grew up Catholic on my dad's side. He went to, he went to eight years of Catholic school. And, and when I talked to him about God, he's like, you know, I know what the Bible says, and I know what, what a Christ did and what a Christian should be. My problem is I just haven't met anybody who's actually doing it. Ouch. And I'm like, yeah, you got me there. That's that's pretty pretty accurate. Um, it's it's like there's more people who just want to, right? They want to use their words, correct? But when it comes to actually using their actions, it's just hard hard to see in I guess in just a daily life sort of way. And um, I know that I I meet a lot of people who are very quick to talk about the things they're really against. And they, they really want to just, oh, I'm, I'm against this or I'm against that because I'm a Christian. And yet they the things they're against aren't these conditions. Like, I'm right. against, you know, I want to be for these things, for living for Jesus, for mm-hmm. making. Purity, right? holiness, kindness, goodness, self-control. That's what we want to be for. I just think it, it, a lot of that. I'm against this turns a lot of yeah. other people off who are kind of on the fence. Right. Yeah, you're and, not. Yeah. It, it just you gather first. a group of uh, people who in the, on the basis of dislike mm-hmm. instead of on the basis of love. And I, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's in fact, through this COVID, I was being really convicted about just 
speaking love and praying for the leaders instead of I'm against them and mm -hmm. I want to pick at their houses and, and tell them how horrible they are because the truth is they, they probably don't G know Jesus and, and it, love covers a multitude of sins. So I've yeah. really been convicted to say honorable yeah. things and do honorable things towards people who are uh, in you know governorship of California and, and in Senate and stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't want to be against, I want to be for, I want to be praying for them. Yeah. For and you know the message we, the message we preach, we have to say that this is this this is what I hear out there in the Christian church. This is what I see out there in the Christian church. Um, I, you know, I had a girl in my class this morning that used to be a leader at a place where, I mean, literally millions of pastors have come to sit and, you know, be revived in the Holy Spirit. And, I, and she just said, that what you're saying is so widespreadly not believed. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely the opposite. And it's like, so you have to point out that there is this false narrative. There's this other side saying this, and you're welcome to believe that, but there is going to be a, a dividing in, in the future. Yeah. There will be, and in the new covenant, there's so many ifs, so many conditions, so many things that tell you that it's not safe to not have oil in your lamp. It's not safe to not be at work in the Father's, in the Master's vineyard. It's not safe to not be ready for his coming by investing your talents and and expanding them mm -hmm. and it's not safe to be a goat and and ignore the least of these your brethren and so i believe that um you have to point that out not i, I hate i don't want to criticize individuals by name or denomination or anything right. i just want to say there's an idea out there that people are saying this and believing it and taking it off and running with it and i i, I feel I, that's not safe I wouldn't want to be found doing that when Jesus returns. Mm -hmm. I would rather be doing what Jesus said, hearing his words and acting upon them and find myself on the rock in the storm. And I think that a great amount of wisdom comes to that. And I just want to invite everybody to come and mm -hmm. join us in this reading of Jesus. And then whatever he says, why don't we just do what he says yeah. about mm -hmm. his one commandment, love one another as I have loved you. And I mean, all the things he promises all the things he says to those who do invest the talents, that do keep the oil, that are the good soil for the seed, that are the branch that bears good fruit, and the Father lifts up and takes care of it. I mean, me and Vicky have been taken care of for 40 years, you know, 41 years, and we've been bearing fruit, and, and we are hungry. We're, we're disappointed we with our harvest. We want more. We're not mm -hmm. disappointed. We, we are eagerly wanting more harvest for our our life we want more fruit we want to see more people make it and we, and we don't feel we can do that by some of those messages we feel that hearing the words of jesus and, and act upon them is the foundation of life and jesus said that very thing it's building on the rock hmm. and so the actions from the hearing is the rock but not just hearing we got to hear from the word of god which is not a book but a savior and we find his writings in a book, but we find the word of God in Jesus Christ. And we listen to him and we read it from the Bible hmm. and we follow it, act upon it. And so just write in, call in, come, come for a visit to Oroville. Let's have coffee together and talk. Let's make sure people are going hmm. the right way. And we're spreading the, the words of Jesus Christ for salvation. I am not ashamed of the gospel or his name. I want to see more people go to heaven. That's my mission in life. 
Help them be happy. Yeah, that's really a big work we have here. But my main mission is heaven, eternal life. Mm. And so come on with us. I think Join I with us. Write in. Tell us what you think about what we say. Join us in this conversation. Go ahead, Vicki. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, a study show yourself approved, right? Don't take our word for it. Read the words of Jesus in context. Like we said, we, mm -hmm. you know, we're, like you say, we're one trick pony. It's like read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and don't dismiss any scripture that Jesus said. Anything that Jesus said, you should, probably should really look, to, look upon it. Even and if act it upon confuses it. you confuses or, or you don't really like it. Really hard right? stuff sometimes. There's some, you know, and like so conditionally, yeah, it's, it's definitely conditional in our opinion reading the words of Jesus and yeah. trying not to excuse because as, as you know, the 20 years before, you know, I kind of had the revelation, it kind of, I kind of would go through it and say, well, that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh. and um, skip past that, skip past it. But now I don't, it's mm -hmm. like, help me Lord be more like this. Well, and it's difficult, but I can, I know from experience and from watching others do the same thing that it actually gets, it gets easier. And it also leads to so much more peace, yeah. right? Because I didn't realize, uh, and I was a Christian. I wasn't. I wasn't somebody from our life recovery ministry no, you, uh, who who made a lot of bad choices. I was actually running a Christian ministry, Correct. and I I thought I do, I would never have called myself confused, and I don't think I was deeply confused, but I I maybe wasn't focused on the right areas. Yeah. I had this broad focus of the entire Bible. Sure. And it got narrowed down into Jesus. And I thought I knew it, right? I thought I knew everything that Jesus had said, but I was, I was missing stuff. And when I started really focusing on that, it actually made my daily life easier and wow. made me a lot more peaceful because it's like, all right, I don't think I'm missing anything anymore. This, it seems to make sense. It seems to actually work in my daily life. Makes sense. And, it's clear. Uh, and, it's, and it's helped me be somebody who can keep doing the things I felt like I've been called to, but better uh -huh. and more effectively to That's more awesome. people, right? It clarifies, it just clarifies your life a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I was a Christian, you know, I've been a Christian 41 years and I would say I was a Christian 41 years. However, when I just started not uh, eliminating any of, the, in the, any of the words of Jesus in the New Testament, New, New Covenant, it just clarified my life. And I just gave me a road that was clear of obstacles and we've gone through some things. We've gone through some. Um, the storm has come the storm for you guys. The storm has come. Yeah. Has come, and and, uh, and uh, I think as as Christians, we need to walk through the storms with success, and not like, oh, Jesus has let us down. Oh my gosh, you know, because our house will stand because yeah. it's on the rock. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean we're not going to grieve. Doesn't mean not, we're not going to be sad. Yeah. But the truth is, He gives us eternal life, mm. peace, joy. Really good. Yep. And and we stand. And we stand. Doing all things to we, we stand. Having done everything to stand, stand therefore. Yeah. Sometimes I tell, I tell our story, you know, and, and it's like it's kind of funny. It's it's almost like for a while it looks like we're Jobet or Job, you know. It's we're mm -hmm. not yeah. at all. Thank you, Jesus. But oh, no. I think Christianity sometimes we just feel like it's just a bless me club, and we're shocked when something bad happens, when yeah. tragedy hits our I house. I thought I was on the right team. We thought we're on the winning t team, and we are. However. You know, sometimes you pull your muscle, you know, you run to mm -hmm. first base and you break your leg. Or Rain falls on the just, just and, the, and unjust. the unjust. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's a great life. I love Jesus. I'm so I grateful for Jesus. Jesus. I want to my, spend my life just loving Jesus, giving my Amen. life away. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I think, that's, I think that's a great place to leave it. Uh, yeah, you, it you answered all my questions. And uh, Steve, as always, is ready to, ready to wrap up. But it's actually Vicki who has an appointment <laughs> 
here in a little bit. So oh, uh, are you, you like you're you? It's not you usually. I was just saying. Oh, I was just saying. What you okay. said. Oh, okay. I, uh, Sometimes you say amen, and we all know it's time. Amen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let's yeah. Go, yeah amen. Let's, okay. No, amen. I, I think it's a good place to stop yeah, because because we've said everything we need to say, and and also I think that if you want to keep learning this stuff, and if you want that same experience that I got, that focusing, um, our school of transformation is is starting here. Our six month school Three is starting weeks. here. Uh, August 31st, so wow. we can apply. I've got the uh, the website down here in the notes under the show on the podcast if you're listening in audio and on YouTube if you're watching us. Hi. Um, we'll have all that down there. And you can also just send me an email, ask me how do I apply for the School of Transformation. There's also SOT. Isn't there School of Transformation online yeah. as well? Uh, so light. in COVID land, we've got School of Transformation light, and there's different modules. You can look that up on the website as well. Um, if you're driving, the website is uh, transformationschool.org, and that's where you can get information about the School of Transformation, our full-time six-month one where you live here and you, and you kind of get everything firsthand. Uh, if that's not a reality, we know that's not going to yeah. be for everybody. There is uh, School of Transformation Light, and uh, we've got all that information up there as well. And you could also do what I did and just uh, kind of watch our live streams and listen to mm-hmm. listen to the the sermons when you got time when you're driving. Uh, if you if there's not enough podcast episodes for you, you can also listen to Steve on Sunday mornings when he preaches. And YouTube, so. there's a whole bunch of old ones on YouTube. That That's has. right. You anyway, I guess this week we'll be, on a, we'll be at the 91 Acre Woods. We'll be at yeah, we're going to be out, we'll be outdoor church. church. Yeah, first so time. If you're listening to this, it has already happened. So I think it went. I think it went really well. <laughs> it was yesterday. great. Yeah. It was you great, man. I was on fire yesterday. Yeah. And all so. those people with their own chair, that was awesome. Yeah, it's going to be good. Socially distant, sitting on the lawn. It'll yep. be a lot of fun. Um, so t- tune into the live stream. You can go back and watch Steve speak there. And, uh, and you can always come back to the Uncommon Truth every Monday. That's right. If you got somebody who needs to hear it, it's uncommonpodcast.com. And we'll see you on the Uncommon Truth next week. God bless you guys. Thanks, Have everyone. a great week.